Hello and welcome, I'm Daniel Johnson and this is Best Thing. Each week we talk to a new guest about the best things in their life, from TV and film to food to travel to music and something random of their choosing. This week's guest is the wonderfully talented Jesse Smith. Now there isn't much this guy hasn't done, from touring all over the world to being in the West End, even doing junior Eurovision. How does he fit it in? Also, he's the lead singer of rock band Romances. He's a football fan and an amazing lad that I've known for a long time. I can't wait to find out some of the best things in his life. We've also got Adam Harris's fat chicken keeping us all fact-based and, of course, the wonderful Bethia Beats bringing us brand new music each week with Professor Ollie keeping us all together. Next up, Adam Harris's Fat Chicken and interview with Jesse. All right, guys, Adam, Fat Chicken, doing the fact checking for you. Uh, this week, we're going to find out do only female mosquitoes bite? Find out at the end of the podcast. <laughs> So I've got the wonderful Jesse Smith with me. He's, uh, well, we're socially distancing at my table, but I've made you no food, but I, I lit some candles. It's actually amazing here. Like I've been doing all my podcasts from, from home, so I haven't been able to see anyone face to face. And we are genuinely two and a half meters away from each other. You've got me a water bottle, some hand sanitizer. I've got a microphone arm that's been like wiped down. It's like the, it's like the best preparation <laughs> for a podcast I've ever seen. So thank you for having me. It's amazing. It's been amazing. What a roller coaster as well. And I'm going to start this off uh, straight away uh, with you've got your own podcast right now, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I have. What is it called? Um, it's called Staying Alive. Great name. Smith. Yeah. Um, it was obviously born out of the coronavirus pandemic as well. Wait, wait a minute. What? What's this? I'm joking. <laughs> and it, it was, um, it's something I've been meaning to do for a long time. I've had the list of people I wanted to talk to for, for ages and um yeah it just i decided to do it because i had the time and and you know i had the equipment ready to go so i thought i'd just make the use of the time and, and it's been brilliant actually it's just been amazing to have conversations and catch up with friends i haven't seen in a long time and people seem to be enjoying them so it's good yeah you're like the <laughs> godfather of a podcast for me right now because i'm superly looking up to you because i've listened to all of them and then you interviewed me as well and i and and i listened back to that and it's so weird my problem is, I feel like sometimes with friends and family, I embellish to make stories sound better. But with you, I didn't embellish at all. Now, it's weird because well, I've spoken to other guests and we we're talking about, and we'll get onto it later, but we we're talking about when people have watched films multiple times. And one of our guests said, oh, I've watched uh, this film 30 times. And he went, when I say 30, I mean 10. Um, and it's so true, but it was. I think it was because I could be so honest with you. Also, if I told any lies, you've known me for bloody ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a fact checker. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean, man. That's that's what that's what I try and do with my pod is just be just be real and just be honest. And um, we were talking before we started recording about you know the way that people adapt to the people that they're with as well. You know, and you're not always the same person that you are chatting to your mum that you are chatting to. Earl Slick, who was David Bowie's guitar player, you know? So Oh, drop that in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's, well, he's on the pod, actually. He's, he's coming on the pod soon, which is why it popped into my head. But yeah, you know, you... And, you know, my, as you know, my girlfriend's from Finland, so she, like, her accent has is, is changed my accent a bit. And people go to me sometimes, why why do you say weird words in American? And I'm like, well, my girlfriend learned American English, and we spend, you know, at the moment, 20, 
20 seems, seems like 28 hours a day together um <laughs> she won't listen it's fine don't worry about it it's cool <laughs> so, so yeah so I just try and make them as real as possible you know and just just have a chat because that's what people want to hear i think people real insights into real people and how they got to where they are and what you know what they what they do and what their life is all about well thank you so much for, uh, for coming here and for doing my podcast it's called best thing and we're going to run down some of the best things that happen in your life um to do with these lovely categories we're going to start off with travel now i've um do you know a weird thing on this one i just realized that i find it really hard to say the word travel and travel. i might have to change it for season two <laughs> i'm just gonna say that but have you been are you well traveled have you been all over the world is there places that you haven't gone would like to go to let's start with that where have you not gone that you'd like to go Oh, wow. I mean, the the places that are sort of really high up on my list are Japan is really high up on my list. I haven't been. Also, South America. I'd love to do um, like Peru and Brazil. I haven't been to South America. But, I, you know, I have been to a lot of places. I'm, I've traveled quite a bit. I'm very lucky, um, mainly with work. You know, I've done a lot of I've been on a lot of holidays and things. But, yeah, mainly with work, really. I remember one year when I was doing a lot of festivals with a project I was working on, I think I did 13 countries in one year, which was pretty amazing. What? Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of stamps in your passport. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually have an app on my phone called bean. It's really, really good. It's called bean. And you just tick off all the places you've been and it tells you the percentage of the world you've been to and the percentage of Europe and America and stuff like that. And yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head how many countries I've been to. I think I've been to something like, 41 percent of europe or something like that which which isn't a lot but it's it seem it is it is actually a lot in reality <laughs> we'll fact check that and we'll find out and i'll bring that answer of how many countries you've actually been to yeah. by percentage um, yeah, yeah i mean traveling obviously right now it's it's not people's priority and we're not doing that but at the same time i think it's nice to look back at all those places that you have been to and not so much the ones you're going to next as well so it's nice mm. to think about oh i'd like to go there but then just reminiscing about those wonderful destinations are there a couple of those where, where did you go as a kid did you go away abroad or did you holiday in the uk what did you do yeah i mean we did a lot of uh a lot of the kind of standard british tourist thing of going to spain and you know i remember distinctly going to a hotel called alcudia pins in mallorca a few times with my family you know very kind of you know, package deals and pools and kids entertainment and that sort of stuff when I was a kid. But yeah, as I got older, I wanted to explore more and and um, places that you wouldn't necessarily think were holiday destinations, like places I've really explored a lot, are places like Germany, which it's got such diverse, diverse kind of cultures and, and landscapes and stuff like that. And places like Freiburg, you know, you could be in the middle of the, you know, you could be in the middle of Switzerland or, in you know, in the middle of, the Alps in France, they're just beautiful places and places you'd never really think to go. And I, I think I did a good few months on tour there when I was doing Thriller and I'd be in a city for a week or sometimes two weeks at a time. So you really got to explore the different cities and and get, get a feel of them, you know, rather than just dropping in or out. And the, the place that really sticks out, the, the one of the most ridiculous and amazing places I've been to for a gig was um, Dimapur in India. Oh, wow. Um, it was last year in uh in december not at all jealous at all that you've done this it was, it was amazing mate honestly and the only thing i feel really guilty about is our carbon footprint because we were there kind of we were in the air pretty much the same amount of time that we were actually there um as as is with some festivals you yes know. um it was like three flights each way but it was an incredible festival it was called um the hornbill music festival and it was in a place called nagaland in dimapur and um we were the headline act and it was we didn't know what to expect and 
you know, turning up, it literally was like a dirt track road with like donkeys pulling carts at the side of the street and bamboo scaffolding and, you know, some, it was really eye-opening. It was really like being in a movie. Obviously, we were all knackered anyway. We'd been, we'd been you know, we'd hardly Jet-lagged. slept. Yeah, <laughs> hardly slept for two days getting there. And then we were, we were staying in this lovely hotel, actually. It was kind of like the only kind of nice hotel, I guess, in the whole kind of village or whatever. And we were just treated like royalty and everybody was so lovely to us. And, um, you know, this is for a cover band. You know, it's bizarre. You know, this is, was with I mean, the, don't put the that classic, down. I mean, the classic rock yeah. show. Um, I've seen it and it was amazing. We'll get into yeah, that thank later. You, mate. Yeah, so yeah, just going out on that stage and you know, it was like to me it was like I mean, I don't know how many people there, maybe maybe 10,000 or something. So it wasn't like the biggest festival ever, but it was like just the most incredible reaction. They loved the fact that we'd we'd gone there, you mm. know, and the and the fact that we were from the UK was so exotic and all their heroes of, you know, Queen and Led Zeppelin and I did the old uh, Freddie Mercury thing to the crowd. <laughs> I do want to love that. Did yeah. they do it? Did they do it back? It was yeah, I've got it on on film somewhere. Oh. It's it was just amazing, you know, just all of them singing back and but culturally it was it was weird as well cuz like sometimes you know like here if, if you go clap your hands you know everyone will clap their hands and same in in most of europe like in germany if you go clap your hands or stand up they're like oh yeah we've been more than stand up and they're, they're all clapping. <laughs> um whereas in india they didn't really do the clapping along thing it's weird i'd be like and everybody clap your hands and they clap for like maybe three or four claps and then they because well, you because you stop clapping as well you expect maybe. them to carry on so they're just copying yeah, you yeah. and then you stop so they're like, oh we'll stop as well yeah maybe <laughs> just keep on clapping but, but they're just yeah they were just kind of i guess it's because they were so into it and they just, just enjoyed it in a different way it. yeah and, and but it was amazing i loved going to india and the food was amazing curry for breakfast oh yeah there was this curried porridge they had for Ooh. breakfast which sounds really weird but it was like a sweet curried porridge i don't know what what it's called but everything was spicy it was great <laughs> <laughs> okay what would you say is for you like it could be a destination it could be just getting away it could be going on tour but what is the best thing for you when it comes to travel i love i'm quite an active guy my girlfriend bear she can she can literally sit in the sun all day long whereas i like to be i like to be running or playing tennis or just exploring and um so I just love to to go places where there's lots of things to see. I guess we were we were actually booked to go to Vietnam for my birthday when Corona happened. Everyone has spoken about Vietnam on this podcast. Really, it's so funny. Really, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we're all just conspiring against you. No, yeah, it's fine. Um, I like it. We were supposed to be there on in April, and then obviously what happened happened, so we didn't get to go. So that's kind of probably where I'll go next, and that's that for me is the perfect blend of. I, I'm assuming I haven't been there. I've been to Thailand, but you know for me and Bayer because there's beautiful beaches where you can relax and stay in really nice hotels and stuff but there's also all the history of of course of the war and culture uh, and, and stuff as yeah, well, yeah. And all the temples I love yeah. I love to go and see um you know every, every city I go to I try and see the cathedral you know <laughs> um and I remember I remember like in um in Cologne in Germany when I was on tour there's an amazing gothic cathedral and I just you know I just, I'm obsessed with stuff like that so yeah I, lo- I love going to Try try and learn as much as I can. I guess I just I just like to take in information about places. I think probably for you, Jesse, that the best thing about travel for you is doing stuff, being active, and exploring. Yeah, exactly. I think that's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we're going to be talking about film and TV. (laughs) 
Jesse, TV and film. Are you a big fan of TV and film? Where, where's your go-tos? I, I am at the moment, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You must be so busy. You're doing your podcast, writing your music. Wait a minute. That's not. You're probably watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got um, we've got a few different subscriptions, and um, yeah, I'm really into. Um, I was going to talk about this in the random section later, so I'll leave I'll leave this conversation for then. But oh, a little, little preview. Though. Yeah, but. Um, in general the stuff i like watching is kind of dark and okay and uh grimy and crime related i should say so i'm really into anything anything mafia anything um i'm gonna say straight away have you watched gangs of london i haven't seen it yet oh my the, goodness the reason i haven't seen yes, it yet is that I, I have to catch my girlfriend in the right mood to let me watch that stuff because obviously we're spending so much time together i'm moment. gonna let you know it is the most violent tv program i've ever watched really in my, or film most mm. violent thing i've ever seen ever it's definitely on the watch list i know it's joe cole in it right yeah. and uh there's the who's the guy from um top boy as well yeah. he's in it right yeah, yeah it's yeah. so good yeah i love i love those it's guys, intense so. i don't think i'll ever watch it again but yeah intense. yeah so what what have you been watching in this time what, what's because uh, obviously you, you're living with your girlfriend and stuff like that so you've got to compromise a little bit on tv and, and stuff didn't yeah you? i mean we we tend to sort of uh try and compromise and then neither of us will end up watching anything we want to watch um <laughs> i tell you what i have just finished watching actually which is quite dark is the jeffrey epstein documentary um me too have you yep. yeah and um the, yeah it's, it's obviously not a nice watch but it, it's uh, it's a needed watch yeah pretty eye-opening actually and I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with with um kind of the american judicial system in general and cover-ups and stuff like that and um, so i just finished watching that but you know stuff like sopranos breaking bad um yes. that's that's right on my street i love all that stuff you know anything um crime related and yeah a bit gritty that's what i'm into really we were talking about it before and uh, the tv program that sort of either people have watched and love or people have either never seen it or watched two episodes you're in that category you're you're on the second episode of game of thrones right now we yeah? we're halfway through the second episode of game of thrones and what yeah. are you thinking um it's funny because as you say i i actually watched it about a year or two years ago and we watched about three or four episodes and then just kind of I don't know, it just didn't continue for some reason. So we thought we'd give it another another go. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of giving it a go, you know? I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> it uh, gets you know, better. I'm, I'm enjoying it. it it's just a better. bit weird with the guy and his sister and they throw the kid out the window and there's kind of the horny dwarf. And then, you know, it's, but it's great. I'm, I'm enjoying it. But um, They do focus on the Lannister family quite a lot in season one, but afterwards it starts getting to a bit more stark and that sort of stuff and you know okay. there's good characters I have no there. idea what you're talking about I know about. I know you've seen <laughs> enough people are just nodding along going yeah I know what you're talking about um, are you a cinema fan do you, do you go to the cinema when, when they were open I love going to the cinema and I actually think it's the only real place to watch movies to be honest with you especially in this day and age where you, you can just get so easily distracted by your phone and stuff and actually quite often if I'm on tour um, during the daytime when the cinemas are really quiet it's a great time to go and watch a movie especially if I have a day off so, um, I remember actually I think it was this February just gone I had a day off in uh, Birmingham and I went to an amazing um, amazing little independent cinema and just you know you know one of the ones where you can literally have like a a whiskey and ginger ale and sit there and I mean and, and <laughs> where are these cinemas that sounds amazing yeah and you know they they, could, they bring you 
you know, you order it on your phone and they can bring you ice cream or whatever. It's, it's amazing. I, I think it's, they're called Everyman Cinema. Oh, yeah, it's Everyman. Yeah, yeah they are great. But and you can have like a pizza delivered pizza to you. Pizza, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't actually remember what I watched now, funny enough. But it was, it was um, it can't have been Bond, can it? There hasn't been a Bond out recently. It yeah, was, but there was Spectre not long ago, wasn't yeah, there? I, yeah, I've seen all the Bonds at the cinema. Stuff like that, I'll always go to the cinema to watch. And Mission Impossibles and stuff like that. Like yeah. Like huge kind of like scale films. Really. Exactly. Though every single time I sit in the cinema and I go, oh, I'll, I'll watch the Fast and the Furious. And every single time I sit down, I'm like, why am I here again? Like every time. <laughs> I, I understand the scale because they're one of the biggest franchise films. I don't know if you know mm, this, but the yeah. franchise of Fast and Furious is incredible. Do you have any classic films? Any Anything that you is your go-to that you've watched like multiple times or... Yeah, I mean, Goodfellas is right up there for me. It's one of my favourite films. You do I, like your gangster stuff. Yeah, you? Uh, you know, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> you know, I, lo- I love all that stuff. But also, um, the film I've probably watched the most, I'm not sure if I want to admit this on a podcast. Is it Finding is, Nemo? It's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think love, I, I think I've watched it with you. I love that movie. It's just so stupid and so brilliant, you know. And uh, so yeah, you know, I do have a I do have a funny side to me, and I like I like comedy as well, you know. Well, don't um, worry, we don't think you're dark and brooding. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I just like uh, deep, chilling thrillers and scary well, things. I'm quite and... a happy person, Dan. As you you're know, you're very happy. And, uh, you know, I I guess that. Um, that quenches my thirst for darkness by watching all that stuff, you know, <laughs> rather than just being, you know, dark in real life, you know. There's a new program that I'm watching right now. Um, I think it's on Sky uh, and it's called Condor mm. and it's about an element of terrorism, but not how you think. It's got Brendan Fraser in mm. and uh, it, cool. it's pretty, it's, it's all right. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a bit 24-ish. Okay, you know, yeah. remember, like that TV program 24, people like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, when it comes to film and TV, what would you say is Jesse's best thing? I think my best thing, there's, this very rarely happens for me, so when it happens, it's a real treat, is when I don't have a gig and I have a Saturday night off and I get a takeaway and I watch Match of the Day. Oh, yes, please. I think that is my best thing, actually. Just sat watching the football, especially if Man United have won. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jesse is a Man United <laughs> and England supporter. So it's <laughs> I mean, that is fair. I think there is nothing better than to literally at the end of a Saturday you, like even if you have a gig and it's not if I have an early gig and I finish early and I know I can be back for like half 10 11 I'm like mm. yes sometimes even during the gig I remember <laughs> I remember uh, I used to play at this place I don't care about naming it it was called the Cladder Ring in Hendon it was an, it's big an, up to them it's an Irish bar and um, they won't mind me saying or they, they're never going to know it's, it's a <laughs> what you're talking it's, about it's a, it's a dive bar and people go there and they get absolutely mashed and um, it's also a sports bar and uh, we used to go on stage um, this is when I was in my early 20s we used to go on stage at 10.30 play till 11.30 and then go on from 12 till 1 and it was absolute carnage and they used to turn all the screens off when we played except for one which they always forgot because it was facing the stage so the audience couldn't see it so I would be stood there singing Sex on Fire <laughs> watching Match of the Day and it was beautiful well, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm going to say that Jesse's best thing when it comes to TV and film is match of the day. Perfect. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking food. Food. Jesse, what is your relationship with food? Come on. I, th- I actually have a bit of a weird relationship with food. I'm 
a gannet to the point that I, if if I've got a large bag of crisps, I will, I cannot not eat them all. Um, <laughs> I hate those people that put half the packet away. Yeah, I've just got no self control like Me that neither. whatsoever. Um, so I have to kind of limit what I buy, but also I do love good food for sure. But also, quite often it will get to three or four p.m. and I won't have eaten anything, and I'll go, "Oh, I haven't eaten today," and I'll go and suddenly make myself something to eat that being said i love good food and going to places to have good food so it's it's a bit of a weird relationship in that i don't it's not very present in my brain food until i'm hungry or moody <laughs> and then and then i'll go oh i need something to eat now and i can easily go without food i, I quite often will do intermittent fasting and stuff but um, is there a reason for that why, why do you do that is it good just, for just diet? to keep my weight down really yeah i've always like it, you wouldn't to look at me you wouldn't think so but i have to watch what i eat quite a lot but that's the same with everyone, though, isn't it? Some people, like my best friend Ashby, great guitar player, as you know, he he can eat whatever he wants, and he's, for now, and he's, it will catch up one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, he can eat double what I eat. I always say, you know, he might argue with that. I mean, he eats pretty healthily anyway, but he's just super thin, and he works out as well. You know, so he's he's just in really good shape. Whereas for me, I just feel like I have to train at least once a day like do something play tennis or football or go running or do some sort of exercise and eat pretty healthily to to maintain a sort of decent decent shape that's hard work but i think yeah I, I, what i've learned about especially going through lock, lockdown and stuff is that you have to do the exercise now mm, for sure you have yeah, to yeah yeah it's it's funny in, in lockdown obviously we've been in lockdown so long now i got into really good shape my my i was sort of starting to see my abs come through just by doing insanity at home doing hit workouts and stuff and then in the last few weeks i've just been like ah oh, whatever and i've just, we're sort of out of shape again so I've sort of got in and out yeah, of but shape you know how lockdown. to get back into it <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a good thing yeah yeah i'm fine but um but yeah, so it's it's a funny relationship with food. But I I think if I had to pick a sort of a food I love the most, it would probably be Italian. I reckon, like um. The, what was, what's your go to if you're having Italian food? The best meal I've ever had in my life, probably. I would, mean, that is a saying. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I remember it so specifically. Um, there's there's a few, but definitely like top three was this little restaurant in a place called. I'm not, probably going to pronounce it wrong, but it's called uh, Trieste, which is a little city in Italy. And I was there on tour and it was a little family owned restaurant and they had two things on the menu that day. <laughs> Could you imagine that you're at a restaurant and there's only two things? The restaurant was about, it's probably smaller than your kitchen. Right. Um, it's seated at maybe 12 people. Amazing. Um, may, maybe 20, maybe 20 people. <laughs> it, was a, it was a while ago. It was 2013, 2013 or 14, I think. And um, it was a tomato based um, gnocchi and it was so simple, Ooh. you know, potato, pasta, with some kind of like a homemade tomato sauce and it was the best thing I've ever tasted in my whole life. Where in Italy was this? Um, this place, Trieste. I'm not sure where it is off the top of my head. I can't remember. It was part of our tour. Um, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, it was... I'm not even going to guess because I'm going to get it totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, and probably mo- most of the best meals I've had have been in Italy. There's just something about... Same. Something about their vegetables and it must be the water and the... You know the way they grow it in the air and everything, and the just, sunshine and the sunshine, of course, yeah. And just, just like a tomato does not taste the same here. It just doesn't taste the same. Have you seen their lemons? Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. What? They're yeah. huge. It's incredible. And um, there's a there's an amazing um, restaurant in London called Novikov, which is kind of the closest I've got to that kind of similar thing. And I, I guess they import a lot of their stuff, but it's in 
where is it? It's in Mayfair, I think. I sound really posh now. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there twice, and it was amazing. Um, but it's like a real treat to go there, you know. And I remember having having like an amazing uh, fish thing, like a fish kebab. It had like salmon and cod and all these different types of fish. And then um, it's just amazing. I really recommend anyone if they want to go somewhere posh to go there. It's brilliant. Is there any food that you don't eat? I don't like uh, mustard. I can't stand <laughs> mustard. And we went straight for condiments. As yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just don't like mustard. I don't like mustard <laughs> at all, and I don't like. Which is tuna. weird because I've just made a, mus- a mustard sandwich for you. <laughs> just, no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, to the point where even if there's like a tiny bit of mustard in a sandwich, I can't eat it, and I can't stand tuna in a can. But besides that, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat. I don't eat meat. I'm, I get. I guess I'm pescatarian because I eat fish. Um, Same. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I choose not to eat meat. Not for not for any kind of massive reason, except for I just don't really want to. I'm the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I have no. My thinking is, and a, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, but don't you miss the baker sandwich? I don't. I don't really miss any meats, and I think in my mind, I, I think I'm, I'm sort of past it. And it's only been a year that I've been doing it. Mm. Though I did admit that if I went to a wedding and it was a hog roast, I probably would. Really, and that's so bad. I mean, like, but I, I, I probably wouldn't. The thing is, then there's no, there's no, no, no one judging you. No. Like this is the just thing. me in, in a world of absolutes where you're either left or right or you know black or white with all these issues. Food is such a personal choice, mm-hmm. and you're the only person that can feel how that food affects your body. And for me, I was because I went vegetarian and I actually went vegan for a while. Wow, and. I just felt I was eating more unhealthily. Yeah. I was oh. eating so much carbs, so yeah. much pasta, so much bread. And actually now I feel like I'm just having the fish has made my d- your diet, balance diet a bit more balanced. Your balance, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to say, Jesse, your best thing when it comes to food is a little tiny restaurant somewhere in Italy, we'll find <laughs> out. Uh, and it was a, a tomato gnocchi. Yeah. Love Although, that. yeah, pizza as well. I can't, I can't end I'm this section without a, saying pizza. If I had a, I'm going to quick, quick, quick question on the pizza. If I had a quick, uh, uh, funny, if I had a button right now and uh, it would go bing, 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 because that is the that is the topic that everyone picks is is pizza. Uh, mm. Do you agree with Hawaiian or not? Just the pineapple bit. Don't worry about the meat. Uh, yeah, I like pineapple on pizza. Okay, well that's uh, everyone has said the same. Uh, we're going to be talking music next. This is going to be a good one. You made up your mind. Hi everyone, it's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the very talented Tilly Valentine. She takes influence from jazz, pop and soul music, which is then combined with her completely effortless vocal. Her music has received huge support from BBC Radio 1 and 1 Extra, and her latest single is called Fit for a King, which is out now. Here's a snippet of it playing in the background. To listen to the full song, it will be playing at the end of the podcast, along with all of Tilly's social media and where to find the song and that will all be linked below thank you very much and see you next time let's talk about music i mean it's it's running through your blood isn't it yeah i think so i think it was instilled in me in in an early age yeah not really into it actually It's funny, yeah, I have a strange relationship with music because we're, we're sat here, Dan, doing a podcast and uh, I probably listen to podcasts more than I listen to music on a day-to-day basis. I'm the same. Because I love podcasts and um, my life is music and my work is music and not always, but at times it can feel 
like that I suppose you know if I've spent all day in the studio listening to loud music and stuff um, then podcasts are sort of a way out of that but of course I love music and it's um yeah it's who I am it's what I am and not not just music it's kind of rock and roll really people you know people always try and say oh I've got a very diverse musical taste and um, I listen to rap and reggae and rock and soul and Motown and funk I like rock I like rock (laughs) Yes, I like, you know, I like some pop music. I like some kind of, kind of bluesy stuff, folk stuff, but but really, I mean, I listen to the Beatles. I listen to the Who. I listen to Led Zeppelin, the Stones. I love modern stuff too, like Biffy Clyro and um, people like Queens of the Stone Age and Coldplay and Muse and uh, you know those kind of these, those kind of modern bands. I love Foo Fighters, of course. You know that my Spotify um, is listening to this and it's literally going to pick up all of these bands really? and just play it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's the stuff I love. But maybe I'm quite close-minded in that way, but I just know what I like and I and that's the stuff that I, I love. I don't think you're to. missing out by choosing all of those acts. Can you remember mm. right at the beginning, uh, you know, being a child and being influenced by your parents and, and, and their music tastes, you know, what what were you listening to when you were, when you were you know, really young. My memory. dad was always playing the Beatles in the house. Um, always playing Eric Clapton and stuff like that. I think the first the first band and person that really kind of inspired me and got under my skin was probably Freddie Mercury um, and Queen, of course, because he just had the most amazing voice. I still think he's probably the greatest rock singer of all time and, and just incredible performer, persona. And he just embodied what rock and roll is to me, which is this kind of androgyny this flamboyance and you know this kind of he could be super camp and then just do something that was so manly and I think all the best front men have that you know and that's what I kind of I guess that's what I've always tried to emulate is, is kind of having this you know this kind of sexiness but this androgyny thing you know, do you know what I mean by that? This, of course, I get, this kind I, I, I of seen masculine, you on stage fe- feminine thing for so long, and I've seen you grow as a, as a as a performer and an artist, and you've been in multiple different kind of productions, and like there's many sides to you, which is great because I think you've got to explore those musical sides of rock and theatre. That is a fusion now. Actually, the mm. theatre that you have done is rock, so you mm. know, and I think that that your way of being on stage is always being authentic in you. You've been inspired by people, but I've only ever seen you. You've never tried to be other people, which has been great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lyric in uh, in one of our, our songs of romances. Is it a humpback is, whale? No, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, it goes take a take a good look in the mirror, boy. There's a piece of everyone you know, wow. and and I th- I think I think when you look back at yourself, you are just a collection of of the people that you know and and your influences, you know, whether that be someone that that you're really good friends with, a family member or or somebody that's had a great influence on you that you've never met, you know, and especially when it comes to, you know, growing up in Reading, going to Reading Festival and seeing all the bands I got to see and being down the front in the rain and, you know, (laughs) just, just, you know, seeing Pearl Jam and Pulp and, you know, the Foo Fighters and I've seen Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, you know, all these amazing artists and, They've definitely all rubbed off on me in some way, you know, and you pick up little things. And sometimes I hear a recording back and I go, oh, that's a little bit Michael Jackson or that's a little bit, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I just love going to going to gigs and seeing bands. And yeah, it's so weird because you said it right at the beginning that because it's our job, our now escapism is 
spoken word and podcasts and, mm. and stuff. Um, so moving forward, I was talking in the break and uh, we we're just talking about music and I was like, oh, what was the first album you bought? Can I, can I out you with this one? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't know if this was... Th- I, I definitely remember having a, t- a tape, a cassette of Spice. For the kids, uh, it was of- like a little thing they had to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a tape of Spice by the Spice Girls. I mean, good album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also... Go on, make yourself cool again. Come on. No. Nirvana. This is even worse. I think I think my first actual album that I bought was Shagalicious by Shaggy. <laughs> 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 I think <laughs> uh, Hopefully I mean it could be But maybe it could be Your best thing about music Because Shagalicious by Shaggy Absolutely um, not It wasn't me uh, it, But wasn't it was me. It was uh, bombastic I think In those sort of times And I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure was What it? was on there I have no idea Because he was in the Levi's advert Because that's where Shaggy got his break Because he's um, bomb, um, Bombastic was in the Levi's advert And that's, oh, right. that's the way that You know a lot more than me mate I've, <laughs> I've obviously chosen To forget all of that uh, So what When it comes to music What would you say Is the best thing for you and this yeah again it could be an artist but it could be a gig it could be absolutely anything but or just a feeling really i think uh <laughs> this is really uh here we go yeah this is a bit kind of cheesy but the best thing for me as a listener to music and a music lover is the beatles and i think they inspired you know generations of musicians and sounds and you can you can kind of equate most modern styles of music to something that the beatles did and they give me so much joy and I've, you know, I sit down and listen to them on vinyl quite often and they've just been such an inspiration and continue to be so. And I always go back to them. You know, I have phases with bands where I'll listen to them for a while and then, um, you know, I might not listen to them for a year or two, but the Beatles are just a constant in my life and I just love them. And uh, if I ever get the chance to meet Paul McCartney, I will tell him and I will thank him. Um, what is your, do you have a favourite song album of the Beatles? Again, I'm so kind of wrapped up in the Beatles and I do a lot of, I've performed a lot of their music. And um, if you'd have asked me this before the tour we just did, I probably would have said the Abbey Road medley with Golden Slumbers and uh, Carry That Way in the End. And we got to perform it every night. So it's very, I'm sort of so in it that I kind of need, maybe need to take a step back from it and remember why I love it. But I love performing it and I love I love that piece of music so much but it changes daily you know some like that's the thing with the Beatles you can sort of be in love with that piece of music which is mainly Paul McCartney and then you know you you feel that you're cheating on George Harrison and then you go and listen to Here Comes the Sun and then you, you know you listen to to something like In My Life or Strawberry Fields Forever by John Lennon and it, there's so much pain and it just melts your heart so yeah there's so much music you know within the Beatles and so many different styles and you know, there's an album for every every emotion and every feeling, and I, lo- I love the Beatles. Well, you're not the first person to say the Beatles for this category, and you won't be the last. Uh, so, Jesse's favourite thing and best thing to do with music is the Beatles. Next, we're going to be talking about something random. Jesse, um, something random is your category now. I'm super intrigued about what you're going to say. I feel like you're really laid back tonight, today, you know. Yeah. I think, like, it's just like a nice chat, you know, it's good. I'm quite chilled out most of the time. Yeah, you are. Until I get on stage. Uh, or the football. <laughs> yeah, or the football. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
I feel like I should give my band a plug because I haven't uh, mentioned it at all on the podcast. I mean, there is so much time for plugging, but plug away now. Come on, do it. <laughs> uh, before I go into this random thing. Um, so if anyone is interested, my band's called Romances and uh, you can find it all online and stuff like that. Um, It'll be in the link below. Don't worry yeah, about thanks, it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I the random thing, I sort of touched upon it earlier, but I'm obsessed with true crime. And um, again, like you maybe wouldn't think about me to meet me. I'm sort of like, you know, I'm a a rock singer that's into football. And I guess I'm a lot of different things, but because, because, you know, I can be very blokey at times, but then also totally not. Um, Which is absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, But it just makes my girlfriend laugh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think if I wasn't a rock singer... I'd probably be some kind of detective or lawyer or something to to do with the criminal justice system because criminology and crime and serial killers and anything dark at all just I'm obsessed by it and I love it and I I spend my days like on the way here today I was listening to a podcast reviewing the Jeffrey Epstein (laughs) Netflix series that I'd watched you know you're in deep when you're watching listening to a podcast that's reviewing a a TV program I've done it when I've been reviewing a podcast reviewing a podcast yeah well this this is kind of the thing it's a a podcast called Real Crime Profile and I love it and um, I listen to another podcast called Criminal which is brilliant and yeah so I I guess it's because it's so totally different to my lifestyle and what I do and you know I'm I, I abide by the law um so <laughs> I you don't have to say that here it's fine yeah no but you know, <laughs> know it, in the main yeah um so yeah it's just a real um I guess it's rubbernecking isn't it it's that thing of being on the motorway and you know staring at the the accident it's that so yeah is that is that random enough for you? yeah I mean it's really random <laughs> I, I, I like it I mean I think the thing is when it comes to sort of crime is normally crime in that sort of way that you're sort of listening to podcasts or TV programs doesn't ever really touch your life and hopefully it never does touch your mm. life so I think there's escapism and separation it's a bit like playing you know gun you know, fighting games on computer you know you don't really want to go around shooting people but after mm. computer it's kind of fine and, and same as listening to all this content when it comes to these sort of crimes is there you know because there's so many are you a conspiracy theorist do you have any conspiracy theories you have in yourself not really no <laughs> I'm, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist for me it's more the it's more the human element it's like what makes people do this stuff and you're totally right what you just said about um it doesn't sort of impact on our lives there was an amazing netflix show called uh can I swear on this podcast? You can. It's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah, it's fine. That's um, what it's called though. I've, I've watched it and we've, you we've spoken it? about it Have as well. You, yeah. yeah, and it's mad. Mm. It's really mad. But the, what really made me think at the end is that they're talking about, you know, if they hadn't sort of pursued this guy, would he have then gone on to do the horrific things he did? Because he was craving that attention and that notoriety. But I don't think he got it. I know what he did mm. and I watched it and I was fixed and I liked it it was only three episodes but it was so intense I'm glad it was because it was, it was, it was too mental what happens and if you haven't seen it definitely do watch it but I don't know if he did get what he wanted like mm. I don't think his name rolls over anyone's tongue I don't think you know what I mean mm. like it, considering what happened yeah like yeah every, and the funny thing is and the documentary's called it People cared more about the cats. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I did. I think I did. But that's, but we kind of, we do have a culture of kind of glamorizing serial killers and 
and serial rapists and stuff you know it's horrendous you know you look at people like jeffrey epstein and ted bundy you know and you know he had we're, fans you we're know, fascinated were fans. though yeah we're fascinated i think that that's that's what you have you have that sort of fascination about these people as well because mm. they are mildly interesting because they don't actually touch your world it's not any it's not too close to home it's that oh that well that never happens to me but it's really interesting what's going on in the world you sure know? but also you know from a human element i think if you know kind of how these perpetrators act and stuff you can then maybe check for signs if people seem like they might be a victim of someone a victim of domestic abuse or a victim of you know some kind of mental or physical abuse and and actually it's made me think a lot like ask people if they're all right you know and and check on people a bit more and you know like the prime example just because i was just listening to it there's an example of this um this guy that was sort of running naked down the street away from his abusive guy that actually went on to murder him. And, um, sorry, this is really dark. And, uh, <laughs> well, you did say at the beginning, you're quite dark. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's fine. And, um, and he ran into police officers and then he was Filipino, so he couldn't speak the language. And they, instead of just taking him to the station, that his abuser came out and went, oh, it's my boyfriend. He's fine. He's, he's just drunk. Uh-oh. And then he ended up killing him and eating him. So it's like, you know, it's just about due diligence and making sure, like, if you see something weird, you know, kind of going like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I guess that's why I, I guess that's the good thing that comes out of these things being aired and, and hopefully um, allowing more victims to come forward and stuff. I don't know why I'm an advocate for this and I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> I'm a rock and roll singer. But yeah, I'm, that's, that's the random thing that I'm obsessed because with. Because you are like, as I say in Trek, you're like an onion. Yeah. Many layers, yeah. many layers. Yeah, I feel like I'm an onion that's gone a bit rotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the best thing for for Jesse and something random is not the onion bit. Um, well, you haven't got rotten at all. You're literally in your prime. Um, it's probably true crime. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like so. I love um, it. What's going on with you right, right now? Obviously, you're not really going out playing gigs, but you are gigging. Yeah, so I've been doing my live streams from home, which is they've been amazing they have been amazing by the way yeah I don't know about the content mate but um, people I like it you just get drunker and drunker as well yeah (laughs) I do I do the the red wine goes down really well and people request stuff and they've been so generous with their donations it's kind of kept me going really through lockdown and of course doing my podcast I've been recording a lot of stuff staying alive staying alive staying alive staying alive but yeah just doing a lot from home um done some writing not as much as I should which is a constant uh, guilt that I feel about not writing enough but you're just at Um, home it's the same thing it's like I keep on justifying my day sometimes you're like what did you do today I was like oh I unloaded the dishwasher and then I put the washing out and changed the beds exactly oh okay (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah just filming um, for the different projects I work for like the Classic Rock show I've been filming some videos that we're going to be releasing soon um, yeah, just just trying to keep busy, you know, doing a lot of stuff at home in my studio and trying to be as creative as I can, which has been really nice, actually. But I'm really looking forward to getting back out on the road and doing some shows when we're allowed. You know? Yeah, I think it's not too far away. And uh, I think they're doing a lot of things to do with drive sort of drive through kind of shows as well. They mm. can do, you know, they're trying to do it with cinema. I think it's nearly there. And I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a huge resurgence and a huge boom. I think 2021, because maybe this year might be written off a bit, but uh, is going to be like 
Yes. And I think we'll be reflecting. And I think when there was a pandemic that happened last time, they said the creativity that happened was absolutely crazy. And uh, they they really it was an explosion about how much people that wrote and 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 created and it was really really important even though it was such a sad time mm. that the creativity that came out of it was really good and i think that we will have the same thing like you started your podcast and you have relationships you know with with friends that you might not speak to all the time but now you do a little bit more i do poker once a week with my friends you do poker once a week as mm. well with yours and so i just realized i just outed myself because i haven't played your poker yet, but i'll be on it <laughs> now fine. i know why you haven't played <laughs> Ours has died a bit of a death, actually. Has it really? Is it? For a of it's weeks. really difficult because uh, we have like a core, like six of us that mm. will do it weekly, and it won't be any specific day. We just whenever we want. But Can you uh, just invite me to yours. Yeah, do you want? Do you want <laughs> uh, we need some new players. Do you want to come play? Yeah, why not? Yeah, perfect. We do that. It's fantastic. Uh, Jesse, um, where can people find you? Um, what's your uh, Jesse Smith UK dot com and uh, everything is Jesse Smith UK. Good, clever that because mine's all over the place. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, Jesse, you've been an absolute star. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. And I'd love to have you as a guest again. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me, mate. Time for the thank yous. Thank you so much to our guest today, Jesse Smith. Thank you also to Adam Harris, keeping us fact-checked. Bethia Beats, bringing us some of the brand new music that's out there. And also Professor Ollie Giyu. The music in the background was written by myself, Tom Baxter and Jimmy Lundy. The artwork is by JMD. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Bethia Beat's choice this week is Tilly Valentine, and this is Fit for a King. See you next time. Nothing left to say, and nothing left to do. You made up your mind, and mine's been made up too.
guys adam fat chicken here well done proud of you all getting to the end of the episode uh, we we're going to find out whether female mosquitoes bite or whether it's only female mosquitoes that bite actually and i can tell you it is only the female mosquito that bites and she uses the protein from the blood she takes to develop her eggs the male mosquito feeds on nectar from flowers that's a bit nicer well done lads see ya <laughs>